We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning to you, family. Good morning to you, and happy 6th of July. Stephen Leifert in with you up until 6 o'clock here as the morning roast will take you until 10. And before I forget, so that you understand, 6.15, 6.15, Joe Staley going to be joining the morning roast. They don't normally have guests on that early. Normally they like to get all their hot takes out right in the first hour. But Joe Staley going to be joining them at 6.15, so do not forget that. Write it down. Take a picture, take a screenshot, hit the rewind feature on the Odyssey app. And remember, 615 Joe Staley. But good morning, everyone. Wasn't with you yesterday, but um, ended up having the day off as, as everyone did. But I got to say, over the weekend, there's a lot that I want to get into. I do want to talk about the All-Stars for Major League Baseball. I want to talk about the Giants and their City Connect jerseys because Kevin Gosman, after the game, after they lost 5-3 to the Cardinals yesterday, I was at that game. It was, um, you know, it was a pitcher's duel. <laughs> but but when you do go to a game at some point, you're just expecting there to be some sort of hard-hit baseball, and there wasn't any of that. But I do want to share my thoughts on the City Connect jerseys, and Kevin Gosman had something to say about him after the game. And uh, let's just say he's really selling it. So I do want to get to that. But there are a couple of things that are uh, they're a signal, for lack of a better term, that it is July 4th weekend. One... You get the introduction to Joey Chestnut for the hot dog eating contest. To fight at any cost for an idea, for a conviction, for freedom, for his is the blood of a nation, and his is ever onward, and to the breach, pressing the charge, blind to all except the object of his fury, and the roar of his assault will sunder the dome of heaven to each the of God himself, the number one ranked eater in the world, the Nathan's famous champion of the world, Now I get excited for that. Yeah, I enjoy the hot dog eating contest. I think it's a funny tradition. You know, it's uh, I know Joey Chestnut's a very competitive eater, and uh, and I understand that he takes it very serious. But it's it it's it makes me laugh that on Sunday, that's just what we, we all do. We all gather around the TV at nine o'clock in the morning so that we can watch a hot dog eating contest. But then the feed went out. <laughs> like, did you did anyone else watch it? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Was anyone else waiting in anticipation to see that if he would break his own record of eating seventy five hot dogs? And the feed was starting to deteriorate as they got past the halfway point. As they were after they were five minutes in, and then with five seconds left, when the counter, you know how they put the counter behind uh, behind the contestants, and they have the people flipping over the numbers for every hot dog they eat. Which, by the way. 
very underrated tough job. How do you, how are you supposed to count the amount of hot dogs that a person is consuming? It, especially when they're doing it so fast and they're doing it with like four hot dogs in one hand, you got two buns in the other. I don't know how you're supposed to count that. But it was at 73. And the feed paused. And then it went to a blue screen. And you had no idea what was happening. And then Joey Chestnut ended up coming out on top uh, with the 76 hot dogs. That's number one. That's that's the number one thing that uh, we do on July 4th. But what do I personally do? And 888-957-9570, I want to know if you do this as well. Hit up the text line or the phone number. But personally, on July 3rd, the day before, I love watching Independence Day. Love it. Will Smith... Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, the strange guy from Star Trek. <laughs> and then you got Harry Kotick Jr. and Harvey Firesteed. And this is this is how I personally know that it's July 4th weekend. It's when I hear these two clips. David! It's when I hear Harvey Firesteed constantly yelling, David! 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 I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my lawyer. Ah, forget the lawyer. Every single July 3rd, I watched this movie. But I didn't really think about this. But Harry Connick Jr.'s character in this one, uh, he's the, 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 the friend to Will Smith in, in the Air Force or the Marines or whatever he's in. But he is the most generic sidekick character that just has those funny slogans. Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. <laughs> hey, this dude... I didn't realize it beforehand, but watching this movie again, I'm just like, he is the most generic, he's going to be funny, Will Smith is going to be the serious guy, apparently Will Smith is the leader of these dudes, even though he's the one that's sitting with a pen and a, and, and a notepad, taking notes on how to defeat the aliens, ready to kick E.T.'s ass, that's all, <laughs> you know? But then you have Harry Kotick Jr. who is bringing the laughs. And then, of course, you know, spoiler alert, you know what happens to him. But I always got to watch Independence Day. Always got to watch it. David! And I didn't realize how iconic Harvey Firestein's David is. David! Compared to that one show that's incredibly popular, which, quite frankly, I'm too scared to say the name of because I don't know if it'll pass up on radio. It's all about intent in radio, and I don't think the people would understand my intent if I were to say the name of the show, but it is Bleep's Creek, and you know if you've watched that show, they're all about saying, David! But no one is better than Harvey Firestein at saying that. David! Look, a little later on in the program, we are going to actually start to talk some sports. I do want to go through the top five, in my opinion, top five coolest coaches in the NFL. And top five coolest meaning, how do we define the term cool? Guys who you would hang out with outside of your sport. Guys who you would, you know, possibly hang out with on July 4th weekend. And we saw Kyle Shanahan and Joe Staley, who's going to be joining the Morning Roast, coming up at 6.15. We saw them both hanging out over the weekend. So I want to go through my top five coolest NFL head coaches. But I do want to start off with that game yesterday. So I was at that game. And, you know, with Kevin Gosman out on the mound after uh, they just won the series with the Diamondbacks and the uh, uh, the Giants are still a half game up on the Dodgers in the standings right now as the Dodgers won nine straight going into yesterday's game and then they ended up losing to the Marlins five to four. But right now the Giants are at fifty three and thirty one after losing to the Cardinals yesterday, and it was a very clean game for the Giants. And he had a no hitter going into the seventh. There were a couple of plays that happened in that game. The primary one being Jalen Davis making the diving catch out in right field and then throwing the runner out at first. I believe it was Matt Carpenter who was on first who ended up getting on uh, uh, with a walk. But it was Jalen Davis who made the play. And there were a couple of more like that. There was one by uh, uh, Wilmer Flores, which was really nice, at third base. And you're just thinking, as you're at the game, I didn't want to say anything. I was thinking, I, I was so close to 
saying to my girlfriend, Jesse, who I was at the game with, and to the Cardinals fans who were to my left. And by the way, it's, you know, it's great having fans back, being at full capacity and interacting. We had a couple of fans from St. Louis who were traveling all the way from, uh, all, all the way from Oakland. They were visiting a, a family member over in Oakland. They went to a Giants game. I believe they went to an A's game. Now they're traveling down south. Uh, listening or uh, listening right now to me, by the way. Uh, now they're traveling down south, going to uh, watch a Dodger game, and it was really cool interacting with them. But it was also really hard to say, "Hey, you know, those diving plays, those big plays right there, that's what a no hitter is made of." Because you always got to have that, right? You always got to have that one big play. I always go back to. Mark Burley in his perfect game when Dwayne Wise ended up robbing that home run. One of the best plays that uh, we'd seen in Major League Baseball history, knowing the implications of it. Gregor Blanco making that play with Matt Cain's perfect game. There's always that one big play. And I thought that's what it was going to be yesterday. I I legitimately thought that he was going to be going for a no-hitter. But instead, as usual, Nolan Arenado continues to be the Giants' killer And seeing Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, what were the chances? If you had to create an all-Giants killer team, I don't know how you would fill out the rest of the five, but the four that I'd have in my lineup easily would be Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Will Myers, and then add to that Max Muncy from the Dodgers, and you have two of those guys on the Cardinals. I <laughs> I thought right at the beginning of the game, it was going to be back-to-back home runs. It was going to be Goldschmidt, then Arenado, because they were back, batting, I believe, second and third, respectively. But I could be wrong on that. Uh, but overall, the Giants, their bats just did not wake up yesterday. They did it. They had Tyro Estrada in the game. He ended up going 0-4 with a couple of strikeouts. They just weren't creating anything for themselves, even when... Kevin Gosman was dealing. And maybe this break is much needed, the all-star break that's going to be coming up. But personally, this month, to me, is huge for the Giants. 53-31, and 31, that's a great record. But the Dodgers are still a damn good baseball team, even with everything happening with Trevor Bauer right now. But the Dodgers are still a damn good baseball team. The Padres, I think you could expect them to possibly make a push in the second half. I think Farhan's going to have a tough time on his hands figuring out, one, what he would want to add at the deadline. Because, look, if you were to be a buyer, you would think that, yeah, they maybe want to add some starting pitching or they want to add some bullpen help. But if the lineup's not doing anything and it doesn't feel like the lineup is um, is what it was when it's playing these good teams, when it's playing teams like the Dodgers and the Cardinals. The Diamondbacks are an outlier. The Diamondbacks don't have uh, much pitching at all. They're one of the worst teams in baseball, if not the worst team in baseball. So you expect them to do well in a four-game series, and they're lucky they had that. But going up against these better teams, now the Cardinals are only 42 and 44 on the season because they've been hurt by injury. You know, um, Jack Flaherty, their ace, he's been out. They don't have that much starting pitching depth either. But if you can't rack up hits against the Cardinals yesterday, I do think that this next month is going to be crucial for Farhan Zaidi, the decisions that he has to make, and what they're actually going to have to add if they do want to add at the deadline, or if they're just going to stand pat, which, quite frankly, I'm, that's what I'm leaning toward. I'm thinking, you know, I don't think they're going to make a move for a big name right now. I just don't. I, I think that they're going to make some sort of uh, some sort of move like the Mauricio Dubon or the Jalen Davis, where you don't trade a ton. You you know trade a couple of prospects maybe to the Brewers, get one back. Same with Jalen Davis when he was over with the Twins. But I don't see any big names coming to San Francisco as of right now. But it all depends on how they do in the month of July. All right, 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. From the 408, I thought I was the only one. I checked my stream at least twice, and you're talking about the hot dog eating contest when the feed went out. And shout out to Dibs who tweeted out, isn't it ironic that the feed went out in a hot dog eating contest? Shout out to the dad jokes from Dibs. Uh, but look, I had to look on Twitter immediately because I'm like, no! 
Because <laughs> I'm thinking, five seconds left in the hot dog eating contest, and the screen goes blue. That's like, that's like, let's just say you're, that's like, let's go back to the Yankees and the Diamondbacks with Luis Gonzalez batting. It's the final pitch. And then just the feed goes out, boom, and you don't even see him make one of the most historic hits in 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 Major League Baseball history. <laughs> like that's what it was like. Even though you know you're watching a dude eating hot dogs. All right, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number. Would love to know from you. If you are a Giants fan, what did you think of those City Connect jerseys that they came out with yesterday? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What did you think? of the City Connect jerseys for the Giants. Kevin Gosman, as mentioned, spoke after the game, and he had some interesting comments regarding these City Connect jerseys, and he was a little sarcastic. And I don't know if he necessarily sold it for the fans, but it is pretty funny. So we'll play that coming up for you. We'll get to my top five coolest NFL head coaches uh, a little later on down the line. Plus, we got the Suns and the Bucks coming up tonight. Going to go through some of the storylines that I'm going to be watching out for in this series. All right, 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. Thank you, 415. It's like the Heidi game when they switched from the Raiders game to the movie Heidi, ready for the big comeback. Yup. The Heidi game. Exactly. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Thoughts on the City Connect jerseys coming up next. Steven Life it on the pregame show. 957 the game. Now back to the pregame show on 957 the game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game, leading up until 6 o'clock. And just a reminder, in about 55 minutes at 6.15, Joe Staley going to be joining the morning roast. So less than an hour from now, Joe Staley, legendary 49ers tackle, going to be joining the morning roast. And Joe Staley was with Kyle Shanahan over the weekend, and if you didn't see it, there's a video that went viral among the 49er fan base, and not just the 49er fan base, among the Bay Area fan base, where he was at on top of a roof of a house, throws a football, makes it into a grill or a trash can. I had to watch it like six times so I could see what he was throwing it over to, and I was looking at the comments to try and figure it out, but nevertheless, he had a target, and he was meant to hit it, and he did when he threw the football, and all the jokes came coming around. Oh, he's the QB1. He throws a better deep ball than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and, Jimmy, whatever. Low-hanging fruit. Uh, but I want to know from you, at 888-957-9570, what did you think of the City Connect jerseys for the Giants when you saw them released yesterday? Now, the City Connect jerseys, there have been six teams so far. In the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Marlins, and then the Giants, they've released their City Connect jerseys uh, over time throughout the MLB season, and the Dodgers have yet to reveal them. They're not revealing them till late August, and I do not understand why um, it's just seven teams this year. We saw what the NBA did with their City Edition jerseys and the courts. They started it right at the beginning of the season. They announced what they were going to be, and they created a whole court design for it, and they went through it with the regular season. And I'm sure it has to do with uh, uh, you know the sponsorship with Nike and specific teams. Um, you know, uh, not to say a lot of these teams are in the bigger markets because you still have uh, the Marlins and the Diamondbacks that are listed here, but. The Giants, you know, at first glance, I got to say, for me, they were very underwhelming. Very underwhelming because they're all white, so they don't have the cream-colored normal home jerseys like the Giants normally wear. But they're all white, and they have an orange G on the on the left side. And the G, <laughs> I can't unsee this now, and you're not going to be able to unsee it until I mention it right now. But the G, it looks like a six. It does. It looks like a six. It looks like they're the San Francisco sixes. That's what it looks like to me. So they have a G on the left side. And what they were trying to do, the effect they were trying to create was 
the fog rolling in on the logo. So the bottom is it's a, it's faded from orange to white because it's meant to look like fog is overseeing the Giants or overseeing the G or the six as I as I look at it. it, it genuinely, it looks like a six. Go back and look. It looks like a six. You're not going to be able to unsee that. But they have the Golden Gate Bridge on the sleeve, and then their hats are all orange with the Golden Gate Bridge on the side, and it's a white Golden Gate Bridge, and you have the SF logo with a white outline. So there's no black and orange involved with this at all. No black and orange. And Kevin Gosman yesterday, after having a very good start, taking a no-hitter into the seventh inning until he gave up a couple of runs, he went seven strong, had three, gave up three hits, struck out eight, walked two, had a couple of nice plays on defense behind him. The Jalen Davis play in right field, uh, diving for the ball and then getting the double play. Uh, again, the runner out at first. I believe it was Matt Carpenter who was at first at the time. So he had a good outing. But he was asked about the City Connect jerseys after the game, and here's what he had to say. They're super cool, super unique. Um, you know, I was joking. I think they probably could have made them a little bit more, uh, like, loud. You know, I think the, the fog is, is a little, I think there's just so much more that goes into, like, the city than the fog. But that's just my personal opinion. I think they should have dressed this up like prisoners at Alcatraz or something. Like, I thought that would have been great. But I don't make those decisions, so, you know. But they'll be sweet. You know, I think the fans will really like them. Like, having the orange, uh, the, go- the golden gate on the sleeve, like, super cool and um, I think the fans will, will enjoy seeing him. Here's his PR guy after the game. Way to sell it, Kev. <laughs> I mean, Gosman is the sarcastic type. He has that dry sense of humor. If you watch any videos of them being mic'd up, Kevin Gosman's always joking around like that, uh, dressing like prisoners at Alcatraz. You could end up looking like, you know, the Steelers in those Bumblebee uniforms uh, that they end up wearing. But I, I do have to say that the orange looks strange with the white and it looks like a different shade of orange but i don't know if that's just the case because it's with a completely different color it's the you know the white gold blue and black dress scenario right certain your eyes have certain uh, colors have certain effects on your eyes and i do think that if they added maybe uh some black in there maybe outline it around the g maybe outline it around the SF on the hat, it would look a little better. I'm not going to sit here and just completely rip them, because I will say this. I did see a couple of people already purchase the City Connect jerseys. They were already walking around the stadium with them as I was at the game yesterday. They seem to look a lot cooler when it's just a fan wearing them. You know, when you got the you got the white jersey with the orange hat, and then maybe you're wearing some pants along with it, some cool shoes. It's actually pretty stylish. It was a strange, it, it was a strange phenomenon for me because I was walking around and I'm, you know, I remember being disappointed. I'm thinking, oh, these city connectors, they don't look very good. And then they came out with the commercial with the rappers Pilo and Larry June, who are of course Bay Area based, and they made it look fly. They made it look fly, and I, I, I. Personally thought it just looks cool if you're wearing it casually, but if you're wearing it as a uniform, it doesn't look all that great, in my opinion. But, you know, what what can you do? I mean, it's it's hard just to knock these people because, what, am I going to just create something better out of thin air? But the other teams that did it, you know, the Marlins, they made theirs look really cool. They had the all red with the white pinstripes, and then they had Miami uh, across the center of it. I thought those looked really cool. Chicago's are the ones that are really the consensus number one overall pick. They're the Cade Cunningham of the City Connect jerseys right now. They got the all black uh, with the white pinstripe. They got Southside uh, written across the chest, and they got a cool logo on their hat, all with their original colors. You have the Red Sox who came out with these yellow and blue ones. They got an all-yellow jersey. And then Boston, which just looked like it was stenciled across the center. I I don't like those too much. You have the Diamondbacks who came out with their uh, Serpientes uh, 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 jersey. And if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. I like them. They look okay. The Diamondbacks ones do. And then the Cubs. The Cubs, like, you know, say what you want about the Giant City Connect jerseys. They're not that great. 
but the Cubs just look terrible. They got the navy blue, really boring, all navy blue with Wrigleyville written across the center. I'm not a fan of them. Um, but, you know, Kevin Gosman did mention something that I've always wondered. And look, I'm not a... I'm not from San Francisco, and I'd love to hear uh, Bonte and Joe's opinions on this coming up on the morning roast in about a half hour when they talk about these City Connect jerseys, because I guarantee you they're going to, since they love jerseys so much, and I'd love to hear their thoughts on it. But when Gosman said, I don't understand what's with the fog. They're super cool, super unique. Um, You know, I was joking, I think they probably could have made them a little bit more, uh, like, loud. You know, I think the the fog is is a little. I think there's just so much more that goes into like the city than the fog. <laughs> like, like I I I felt that when he said that because when the the fog is rolling over, I get the idea that they're trying to accomplish. I get what they're trying to execute, but they just didn't execute it. It looks like you know when you're spray painting through a stencil on like an all white canvas and you, you know you create the letters you you take the letters out of like a uh like a cardboard box or something like that then you just spray paint the entire thing so the letters show up on whatever canvas you're painting on it looks like that and they started from the top of of the G and they just quit they just stopped when they got to the bottom that's what it looks like i didn't realize it was going to be fog rolling into the logo until they told me you know, when you're seeing it at face value, you're not thinking it's fog. That's not what I thought. And when Kevin Gosman mentioned, yeah, I don't get what what's with the fog personally. I don't understand it either. Now, granted, where I grew up, I grew up in Fremont. So it's not like I have, you know, it's not like I'm sitting here saying, yeah, Fremont's a cooler city than the San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, if you remember when Oakland were going to be moving to Fremont, there are a couple of guys, uh, or when the A's were possibly going to be moving to Fremont, there are a couple of guys who were comparing Oakland and Fremont. They were saying, well, Fremont's basically a parking lot with a mayor. (laughs) It's like, it's my hometown, but it's also kind of true. But I've also never understood the obsession with the fog. Naming it Carl I don't understand that. You know, yesterday people are talking about, oh, Carl could be rolling in. I'm like, you mean the fog? No, Carl. I said, no, it's the fog. It's fog. Light clouds. Fog. (laughs) You know? I don't know if there's that much to have pride in. However, the Golden Gate Bridge is certainly something to take pride in. So I get where they're coming from there, trying to create the orange. It's just they're relatively underwhelming in my opinion and when you saw these other city connect jerseys that came out now two out of the six so far really i don't like um but look what am i gonna do you know what am i I gonna create a better one out of thin air from the 415 looked like orange creamsicles also from keith and petaluma steven those jerseys look like orange cream poop soda good morning though also from the 415, looks more like City Disconnect. <laughs> then also from the 415, a lot of 415 here. Those giant City Connect jerseys look like they were created on MS Paint. The fog looks like they ran out of spray paint. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. It's like they started at the top, then eventually their just canister stopped working. <laughs> They're just like, oh, what do we do? Ah, well, you know what? Looks cool enough. We'll leave it. I mean, it's better than Kevin Gosman's suggestion of dressing up like prisoners from Alcatraz which actually would have been pretty funny. But, well, they're going to be debuted on July 9th. They're going to be playing the Nationals at that time. So this Friday, they're going to be debuted. We'll see how they look on the field. But just at first glance, relatively underwhelming. And not a lot of people were too thrilled with them on social media. That's a very popular opinion to have right now. If you want an unpopular opinion, just say you like the jerseys. Just say you like the jerseys. One of our graphic designers here at 95.7 The Game said, hey, you know what? These aren't half bad. Just... No likes, all comments saying, Matt, no, please don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> please don't say that. That's not right. <laughs> it's, if you want an unpopular opinion on Twitter and want to get people riled up, say you like the City Connect jerseys. All right, 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But coming up next, I want to know from you, if you were to hang out with any NFL head coach just say spend july 4th with them who would it be triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero would it be kyle shanahan i'll explain why i'm asking this question next all right triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero Stephen lankford in on the pregame show 95 seven the game
Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. Coming up, we do have the Suns and the Bucks tonight. Game one of the NBA Finals. Want to preview that? Some of the storylines that I'm going to be looking out for. I'll get to that in about 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, but I want to know from you at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I want to know from you if you were to hang out with any NFL head coach. On July 4th weekend, who would it be? 888-957-9570. If you wanted to hang out with any NFL head coach on July 4th weekend, who would it be? And I'll explain while I'm asking that question uh, just in a short couple of minutes. But I do just want to give a shout out to Brandon Crawford as well as Kevin Gossman for making the all-star team Um as reserves, along with Buster Posey, who was obviously voted voted in by the fans, got 58% of the vote. I believe he was first over Yadier Molina in fan voting. So Buster Posey uh, going to be starting the game, and um, we'll see what happens with his thumb because he got hit by a foul tip which is just the worst luck ever as a catcher. And he was diagnosed with a thumb contusion, but the x-rays, they came back negative. So we'll see what happens uh, with uh, Buster Posey, but nevertheless, it's really cool to get that honor. And last week, last week, I talked about Chris Bassett. And Chris Bassett made some comments. I'm paraphrasing here, but he essentially said he doesn't care about making the All-Star team. Those accolades are great when you're done with your career and you're, um, you know, you're looking back on it and you can think about all the good times. But he's worried about winning a World Series, which is a great attitude to have if you're an athlete. It really is. You, you know, you want that to permeate through the locker room, especially with this A's team who continue to win during the regular season, but just fall short when it comes to playoff time. So I could see Chris Bassett uh, really, I, I do think that he meant it. But also, when I heard this from Jesse Winker of the Cincinnati Reds, he was um, voted as a starting outfielder alongside his teammate Nick Castellanos. Uh, but Jesse Winker, not really expected to make the All-Star team before the season, and he's having a fantastic year. But just listen to this emotion when he was asked about what it's like making the all-star team and the fact that the fans voted for him, here's Jesse Winker from the Cincinnati Reds. I want to say um, thank you to everybody that voted for me. Um, you know what, man? I, I, I never thought this could happen for me. Um, I'm very thankful. Thank you, everybody. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, it was a crazy game. I was told about 10, 15 minutes before running out there. And, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you're playing baseball, but my head was – the rain delay was the best thing that happened to me in that game right there because I, I got a minute to come in here and, and we talked about it and we laughed about it and, and I got to – you know, we, we <laughs> Tucker made a great Tucker had a great line to me. He just said, I think he said something to the extent of like, hopefully, Weathers ain't starting the All Star game against you. <laughs> um, you know, that kid has now Ryan Weathers was pitching against him uh, with the Padres and he struck him out three times <laughs> in his four innings of work. So that's who he was talking about. But just hearing that emotion. You know, you never really think that these athletes, when it comes to uh, making these sort of teams, making the All-Star team or making the Pro Bowl, whatever it is, you don't really think too much of it, especially when it comes to the stars, ones who have been voted to it time and time again. But for these younger guys who... You know, didn't expect much to uh, didn't expect to make make much of their career. Um, you know, just hearing the emotion uh, that he had. Now, right now, he's batting three hundred six. He has nineteen home runs and uh, and forty nine RBIs on the year. He's had a very good season. I believe he's had a two games where he's hit three home runs in the same game, which is just wild. He's been fantastic. But just hearing that, it made me look back on Chris Bassett's comments and think. Well, you know, Bassett, if you knew that you had a chance to make the All-Star team, I believe that 
it would have overcome the emotion. I do believe that. <laughs> you know, just hearing that, I thought it was really cool over the weekend to hear um, just how shocked he was to make this all-star team. And not only that, but to get voted in by the fans. It's just got to be so gratifying as an athlete for that to happen. Um, so... Shout out to the All Star team, man. We'll see. We'll. I'm. I'm excited for the festivities. I'm really excited for the futures game as well. Elliot Ramos and Marco Luciano. They're going to be participating for the Giants and the futures game. If you're into watching these young prospects, the futures game is the one to watch. You could take some notes uh, of names if you'd like. But I did ask if you had to spend Fourth of July weekend with any head coach, who would it be? And I asked you that at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero because. There is a video that went viral, and this, not necessarily viral. Viral means it's going around the world. Everything that's viral around the world nowadays is, um, if you look at it on Twitter, it's a lot of K-pop. <laughs> a lot of K-pop going viral. But we got another K who was going viral, and that was Kyle Shanahan. I just thought of that off the top of my head. Really proud of it. But Kyle Shanahan was hanging out with Joe Staley on the top of a roof, of some house. It looks like it's an area with a beach. Looks like maybe SoCal. I don't know if it's San Diego, LA, whatever it is. But it looks really cool. You know, and there's a and there's a bunch of clouds overhead. It's a it's a uh, it's a what is it? An overcast type of day. But this video and I'm not going to play the audio of it cuz the audio doesn't really translate, but it shows Kyle Shanahan holding a football with Joe Staley to his left and Joe Staley by the way He's doing that offensive lineman thing where after his career, he loses a ton of weight. You know, the Joe Thomas effect where Joe Thomas, star, uh, star lineman for the Browns, went on NFL Network and everyone's like, what happened to Joe Thomas? He, looked, he used to be a lot bigger. But Joe Staley is standing on the roof with Kyle Shanahan. He looks great. And Shanahan, he's aiming for something. He's, his, his, his stare is dead across the street. And he's not paying attention to anyone else. Joe Staley's in the background saying, well, you might hit some kids, you never know. Just making fun of them. But then he goes to throw the football, and he throws it across the street, as I'm watching this video and kind of do a play-by-play of it right now. Throws it across the street onto a balcony, and appears the ball was thrown into a grill. So Kyle Shanahan, with pinpoint accuracy... But my favorite part about this was at the end is Joe Staley's hugging him and Shanahan's got his hands up and then he puts his hands straight down and he goes, what the F? <laughs> and it's just, you know, you could you could take the football player out of the coach, but you can't take the coach out of the football player. I don't know if that saying works, but you could tell that this dude used to be a quarterback at some point. Oh, man. Or wishes he still was, whatever it is. But it was really cool. And I'm thinking, you know, Shanahan looks like a damn cool coach to hang out with over uh, on a July 4th weekend. So it made me think. What would be your head coaches who you would hang out with at 888 That's the text line and the phone number if you wanted to weigh in. I named five others whom I would hang out with over a July 4th weekend. Here we go. All right. My five other coaches that I would hang out with besides Kyle Shanahan. Genuinely. Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. And current NFL head coaches, please. Not not anyone from the past. My goodness. But here are my five. All right, this is a random list. Very random, but I have my reasoning for it. Number one, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, if I had to hang out with a coach over July 4th weekend, he'd be real cool. But also, I feel like Andy Reid could cook up a mean barbecue. Could cook up a mean barbecue. And then he'd be that he'd be that coach who, you know, brings in the Ziploc bag with the steak or whatever it is. And he's just like, this is my homemade marinade. Hey, what's in it, Andy Reid? Don't worry about it. It's a secret recipe. Secret family recipe. I'm not allowed to divulge it for you. Specifically just for the food. I would hang out with Andy Reid. Plus, he seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy. When you when you when you pull back the curtain, when you take the sports out of it, take the competition out of it, me being a Raider fan, and you know him obviously being the head coach of the Chiefs, I still think Andy Reid would be pretty cool to hang out with. But also, I think he could grill up a mean steak. 
some chicken, some ribs, whatever it is. And maybe I'm just using that as an example because I had chicken and ribs on Sunday for July 4th. But Andy Reid would be one of the guys that I would hang out with. Now, these are in no particular order. Number two, this is a random one. This is a very random name who you're probably going to look at your radio and think, what is this guy talking about if you haven't tuned out already because I'm doing this segment. But Mike Zimmer from the Vikings. Mike Zimmer would be one I'd hang out with for one reason. That's because I feel like if you get a couple of beers in him, sit down, have a drink, he would just go scorched earth on any of his players, specifically Kirk Cousins. Specifically Kirk Cousins, in secret. You know, behind the scenes, I'd tell Mike, hey, Mike, you can tell, you can say whatever you want about your players. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm a radio host at 5 a.m., but I'm not going to be divulging any of this information that you say. What do you got to say about your players? And I just feel like he would go off on everybody. And not only that, but over in Cincinnati when he was the defensive coordinator with the Bengals, I'm sure he'd go off on Andy Dalton. I would love to hang out with Mike Zimmer. Plus, just seems like a genuinely cool dude. A little scary to talk to, but I also feel like it'd be funny when he starts making fun of everybody. All right. Next up on my list, I only got three more. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell would be insane to hang out with. Insane. And I feel like he would never be done with coach speak. And for me, I feel like that would be hilarious. Hilarious. Did anyone see, by the way, the most recent comments from Dan Campbell? We already know. We already know about the kneecap. Right? We already know we're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to take another kneecap from you. We know about all that as I just try and pull up the drop here. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We know Dan Campbell from that, uh, in that sense, head coach of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> but here's what he had to say. Uh, Mike Silver posted this on Twitter um, on the 2nd. So this was over the weekend. Dan Campbell said, I told the players, honestly, day one, I said, look, I'm not carrying your toilet paper around. I'm not going to wipe your butt. You're going to wipe your own butt. You handle it, and I treat you like men until you prove otherwise. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, if you are a Lions fan right now, you just had Matt Patricia as your head coach. You just had Matt Patricia, who did not do too well. Everything was dysfunctional around that team. And now you got... We're going to take your other kneecap. We got kneecap guy and also wipe your butt coach. But I do think that he would be cool to hang out with over a July 4th weekend. You know. And he would be very competitive. Play a little cornhole. (laughs) You play a little cornhole with Dan Campbell. He would take it so serious. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna bite your kneecap. I'm going to bite their kneecap. I'm going to throw these beanbags at your kneecap. Dan Campbell, he'd be right up there for me. All right, a couple more here. Sean McVay. Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. They're Look, the reason they're so similar as head coaches is not just because, you know, they're geniuses at their craft and drawing up offensive plays, but also they're relatively young. Relatively young, and I feel like they could be very relatable. And that's what Kyle Shanahan looks like in this video with uh, Joe Staley. By the way, in 25 minutes, eh, 24 minutes, you're going to hear from Joe Staley. He's joining the morning roast uh, at 6.15, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to hear from Joe Staley. I'm sure they'll ask him about this, uh, whatever they're at, this hangout that they're having uh, over July 4th weekend. But Sean McVay is the same as Kyle Shanahan to me. And also, I do that... I would be the annoying guy over 4th of July where I'd say, hey, remember that play? Remember that play? Name that play. Hey, it was 3rd and 2 in your game against the 49ers. What was the play you drew up? I'd be annoyed, and I'd probably get kicked out of that of that party. I probably would. But look, I do think Sean McVay would be cool to hang out with for a weekend. Then, last one, it would be John Gruden. It would. It would be John Gruden. Kick back, have a couple of Coors Lights, listen to some Metallica, because I know he loves Metallica. Anyone who's paid attention to John Gruden at all, I love that Metallica, man. Battery, Master of Puppets. You guys ever hear that? You ever been to a Metallica concert, man? They're insane, man. And I would start to do my impression, and I'd probably get kicked out of this 4th of July party, too. 
basically what I'm saying is any of these head coaches that I've listed in Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Zimmer, Dan Campbell, Sean McVay, and John Gruden, I would be the one that's annoying. <laughs> I'd be the one who's telling them to say all these different things. You know, Sean McVay, list off a play that you had back in 2018, please. <laughs> John Gruden, I just start doing my impression in front of him and he'd instantly hate me. That's exactly what happened. Well, those are my top five guys. Look, wanted to have a little fun there. I saw that video of Kyle Shanahan, and I'm like, damn, that looks cool, man. That looks cool just hanging out with them on a rooftop. I don't know who the other two guys are. I can't I can't make out who they are. But got some pinpoint accuracy, though. He does have some pinpoint accuracy. Um, From the 619, Mike Tomlin. We actually got two Mike Tomlins, also from the 650 as well. I think he'd be easygoing. I think he'd have a great barbecue and tremendous drinks. Mike Tomlin just seems like a... Uh, he seems very intense on the field, naturally. He's, a, he's one of those head coaches that you look at and you just think, if that man gave you a death stare, it would be terrifying if you did something wrong. But if you are on his good side, if you're on Mike Tomlin's good side, I feel like that... I feel like that would be a fun time. I do. From the 510, Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, John Gruden, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin. Pete Carroll, an interesting one. If I was hanging out with Pete Carroll, I'd go, I'd bring my Nike Monarchs and I'd wear them. I don't know if you'd understand that I'm making fun of him a little bit for it. My Air Monarchs along with Pete Carroll. That's an interesting choice. Also from, where are we at? Oh, from the 415. Would ask Kyle why you didn't run the ball more in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a one-way ticket to, hey, get out of here. But by the way, in this video, it, it, it seems as if you can't hang out with this group unless you have a Range Rover. <laughs> they got two Range Rovers on this house across the street where he's throwing the football. You got one white, one black, and it looks like one is just parked way off the driveway. It looks like it's parked uh, on a walkway instead. I don't know. It looks like they were trying to make room in the driveway, trying to play some games on July 4th for the kids. But they have two Range Rovers there. (laughs) So if you don't have a Range Rover, you are not allowed. You're not allowed. And then from the 415, this one I went back and forth on. Belichick, because he would have all the coaches' barbecue secret recipes. Belichick, I feel like, has a dry sense of humor that not a lot of people would expect. Didn't he... What what was it? Whose party was it? Was it Randy Moss's Halloween party that he had where Belichick came dressed up and everyone was shocked that he was dressed up? (laughs) You hang out with Belichick on July 4th and you just have the hoodie with the the sleeveless hoodie? (laughs) All right. That's enough head coach talk. Just wanted to have some fun there. So, um, tonight, it is game one of the NBA Finals between the Suns and the Bucks. Or, if you're not into that and you want to watch a little golf, Capital One's The Match. Another one of those golf matches. This time with Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. The Match 4, if you want to tune into that. And personally, I'm just I'm done with all these matches. I'm not going to watch him in real time. I'll watch the highlights. You can post some funny stuff that Phil Mickelson says. But Tom Brady, Bryson DeChambeau, maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to be funny here and there. But not as entertaining uh, as the past few, as the past three matches. And there's just not as much of a uh, shock factor to me now that we actually have sports back and we're just not forcing stuff uh, uh, for the people on TV. But we do have the Suns and the Bucks tonight. And here's my least favorite question that can ever be asked to a player that can ever be asked to a player Chris Middleton was asked hey do you expect Giannis to play game one I can tell you man uh you know I expect him to play the next game or come back the day he got injured um, he still wasn't out there so I can't tell you uh, what answer do they expect you know I, I get you're a journalist and you gotta you, you, you gotta figure out the answers and you you want to ask these questions but 
It's just asking the players that question, do you expect them to be back game one, especially after Mike Budenholzer said this? No, we'll continue to update it. He's had a good day. He's making progress, but I, I don't have expectations either way. He's done court work again today. He's making progress, and, you know, we'll continue to update. I think he may walk through a few things, but, you know, we'll kind of determine that when we get out there. So there's a lot of uncertainty regarding Giannis and whether he'll play after hyperextending that leg. Luckily, there was no structural damage there but this matchup i'm intrigued by i am and way more than that bucks hawks series where it just felt like everyone was getting hurt and the hawks they looked like they were tired they didn't really have an answer for anything that the bucks were doing in the paint didn't have an answer for drew holiday and chris middleton and brooke lopez but the team did look good without Giannis on the floor. And I do think Chris Middleton spoke to that during his uh, media appearance. Here's what he had to say about the team and how they're playing without Giannis. Chris, can you explain what you've seen from your team without Giannis? Just a team that's trying to play himself is trying to do it as a committee. When Giannis is out there, a lot of times we could just give him the ball and let him go to work and, you know, let him uh, orchestrate a lot of things out there. Without him, um, we have to do it by committee. You know, I think guys have done a great job of adjusting with him not out there and to the most supporting games of our season. So I do want to see if Giannis is going to be back number one. That's the number one storyline I'm focusing on. But number two is if the Bucks continue to play the way that they were playing in those past two games against the Hawks, if they can continue that this series without Giannis. Because you he heard Middleton there. Sometimes it's just give Giannis the ball and let him go to work. Well, sometimes that's not the best answer. <laughs> Letting Giannis get the ball and let him go to work. Sometimes these uh, uh, these teams are going to go into a zone defense. They're going to drop into the paint, and they're just going to force him to shoot a three, which is the most frustrating thing ever. But I do want to see how they react when they're most likely going to be without Giannis in Game 1. That's my interpretation of it. He could be back, and I could be completely wrong, and I could be eating my words tomorrow morning. But I also want to see one more thing, and this is very intriguing to me. Chris Paul versus Drew Holiday. If you don't understand the love for Drew Holiday, you don't understand why he was traded at such an expensive price, a majority of it is based on his defense and what he can give you on the other side of the floor as a point guard. And now going up against Chris Paul, it's going to be Drew, Paul, one-on-one. But I'm also interested to see how they guard the mid-range jumper as opposed to Trey Young, who is just constantly going in with floaters, which the Bucks were able to figure out uh, uh, toward the end of that series. So I'm interested in that. Drew Holiday versus CP3. If I'm going to pay attention to anything tonight in Game 1, it is going to be that if Giannis is off the floor. And I'm just excited. I'm just excited for the finals. It's going to be a good time. All right. The Morning Roast with Kate, Bonte, and Shasky coming up next. They are back in studio. And what, 15 minutes at 6.15? They are going to be joined by the one and only we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.